Hi, I'm Sandra Gwines, and this is the Kushner's Podcast. Today's episode is about my cannabis journey. It's really hard for me to share this journey, mostly because of the stigma attached to it, and because as a nurse, um, there are still there's still no uh, opportunity for me to treat myself with cannabis and be able to maintain my role as a nurse. So today we're going to talk about healing from generalized anxiety, postpartum depression, and getting back on the road to wellness. So before I start on how cannabis has helped me, I first kind of have to share a little bit with you about my wellness journey. So in 2010, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So I started taking the prescribed medication of Synthroid, and over time, I was able to get to you know a therapeutic level, a level where you're supposed to be feeling much better. But being therapeutic doesn't always mean symptom-free. So my numbers look good on paper, but inside I was still forgetful and exhausted and depressed. After my thyroid was normal, my husband and I decided to conceive and we started the process of trying to have a baby. Um, We did all the fertility things and went through the whole process and unfortunately was not successful. Um, You know, went through the depression, went through the rage and all the hormones of um, that I was injecting myself with and was not living my best life at that time because when you're taking all these medications, you are just not yourself. We decided that after we'd done these three treatments that we were gonna move on and we were just going to you know, let God decide what the future was for us. Two years after that, I became pregnant naturally and we were very excited. And shortly after my pregnancy, we moved to California. My husband's military, so there was that you know knowledge that, hey, we were gonna be moving But the idea of picking up and moving at that time brought with it a lot of anxiety, brought with it a lot of depression because I was leaving a place that we were calling home, friends, family, and support systems. And I was 20 weeks pregnant when we moved across the country. My pregnancy, although it was natural, was not without its challenges. I had extreme migraine headaches that were debilitating and back pain that left me um, pretty much bed bound some days. They gave me all the narcotics that you can imagine, even though I was pregnant. And when I would have these episodes, my husband would have to take me to the emergency room and basically they would drug me and put me to sleep so that I could sleep through this episode and then wake up and be able to function again. I didn't realize this so much later on, but the delivery of my daughter, my labor was very intense and after I had her I lost a lot of blood and in that process I had a little bit of trauma that I didn't I didn't process at the time so having my daughter was the most amazing and most empowering and most wonderful experience that I've ever had and bringing her home you know I just it was the it was the best feeling it was like I finally had this gift that I had wanted you know for so many years uh, but the anxiety of what I had experienced during my childbirth and then also the fear associated with having this child that I had wanted for so long and that quite possibly anything I did could harm her or that something could go wrong. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I was exhausted. And as you can imagine with all new moms, you know, you're, you're already exhausted without experiencing all those additional symptoms. During that time, it was hard for me to reach out to people because when I did speak about what I was feeling, it was kind of like, oh, you'll get over it. It's okay. You just need some time. You know, all moms are tired. Oh, that's normal. You know, it's normal to be tired. It's normal to be exhausted. It's normal to be depressed. Um, But it wouldn't go away. And that's when I started feeling like 
things were not going to get better. And I started feeling hopeless and helpless. And it really took me to a dark, scary place. I found some mom groups and started getting out. And that really did help significantly because for the first time after having a Elon, I mean, it was almost a year later before I you know, got involved in any groups before I met other moms, really, because I just isolated myself at home every single day. I ran a business from home. And honestly, the reason for that is because the generalized anxiety that I had and the thought of going places and doing things was so overwhelming. It was so easy for me to hide behind my camera or my computer and run my business and not have to get out and not have to network, and not have to connect, and not have to build relationships, and not have to find a sitter, you know, not have to find someone to care for anyone else. Because the truth is, during that anxiety, it was difficult for me to even imagine someone keeping the Lang for me. I mean, how could they keep her alive? I was the only person on this earth that could possibly keep this child alive. At least that's what I thought in my head. During this time, I did go see my doctor. Um, he prescribed me some antidepressants. He also gave me some Adderall to help me focus and some other opioids for my pain because I was having a lot of back pain. But to be honest with you, everything that I was taking was making some other effect more pronounced. So if I took the Adderall to focus, once it wore off, I felt rage or anger or you know, I, I just, or I would crash. So that's not necessarily how I want to be when I'm taking care of my daughter. If I took opioids, I was too sleepy or too tired. And I just laid on the couch all day. And then I can't be there for my daughter or for my husband. You know, everything had a side effect. Everything had a, a repercussion to it that affected not only me, but my family. What kind of turned me to cannabis initially is because um, when I was taking the Adderall and I tried to get a refill after I was addicted to this medication, the doctor who prescribed it told me I need to see a psychiatrist if I wanted to continue on this regimen. And I felt concerned because I didn't have any more medication and I didn't have a psychiatrist waiting for me the next day to see me. And I needed a refill of a prescription that had been given to me by this doctor. And now I was going to have a lapse in coverage for of that medication in my system. And I was going to have to deal with the spiraling and the effects of not consuming that medication that technically I'm addicted to now. And so I did cold turkey, get off the Adderall. So here's the part that you guys all want to know. And that's the part where cannabis comes in. So I live in California and it is legally and uh, legal for recreational and medical use. During this time, even though I knew all these things, I was terrified to talk to anybody about it, to ask questions about it, to go seek anything, you know, any knowledge about how I could use this plant to heal myself. In college, I did, you know, smoke a few times, but I can literally count on both my hands, maybe the times that I had actually smoked marijuana before this, tried, you know, any kind of cannabis substance. It was too complicated. Where was I going to get, where was I going to get it? You know, I didn't know people who sold it. I didn't know where to get it. So it wasn't anything that was accessible to me. If I was having stress and if I was having pain and if I needed to relax or I needed to feel better, I drank a glass of wine or 10, you know, whatever it took. And cannabis wasn't something that I found like 
hey, if you're feeling depressed, take this. It just, I didn't relate those two together. So fast forward to, I'm trying to figure out what's next for me. I start doing my research because at this point, everyone's talking about how, you know, CBD, CBD, this is the only words I hear are CBD. And everyone's like, oh, well, you can totally heal yourself without getting high. And while those things are true, I knew that there was something about this high that was necessary from my research that was necessary for people to obtain some of these results. So I started investigating even more. I said, let's see, what can I find? So I found that there were some strains that were, um, some strains of cannabis that were high in CBD and low in THC. So it was something that I could consume, I could still function, I wouldn't have a high or I wouldn't have as much of a high. And that's where I got started. Um, in the beginning, I had no idea how to, I'd never rolled the joint. I'd never, you know, I, I literally was that person that if I consumed it, it was because somebody had it, they were around me and I tried it. So I think it's really important that before we continue that I talk a little bit about THC and CBD. So both THC and CBD are found on the cannabis plant and they are cannabinoids. Our body produces cannabinoids, which are called endocannabinoids, and they work in our endocannabinoid system. And then the plants, um, cannabis specifically we're talking about right now, is a phytocannabinoid, and it produces THC, CBD, and over 113 different types of cannabinoids, but those are the two most popular ones. So the, the reason that it's important to understand this is because not every plant is the same and each plant may have a different ratio of CBD to THC. Um, the whole plant is what produces the effects that you're looking for to uh, treat the symptoms that you're having. So it's not beneficial to just pull pieces and parts of the plant out. So every plant has another component, which is called terpenes. And these are oils that are found on the plant. So a lot of times um, I love people who um, I have a lot of mom friends and they sell some essential oils and they'll talk about the benefits of essential oils. And most of the reason that those essential oils are so popular is because the terpenes in those oils produce specific effects. For instance, lavender has linalool in it and linalool is a relaxant. A, uh, it makes you calm. It makes you relax. That's a terpene that's found in lavender. It's also a terpene that's found in cannabis. Go figure. And so if you find a cannabis plant or a cannabis strain that is high in linalool, you may find that that plant is um, anti-inflammatory. It's anti uh, anxiety. It's a sedative. So it has all similar proper properties that you might think of when you're thinking about lavender, right? So these are, this is why it's important to understand that the whole plant is the most beneficial source of cannabis. Instead of trying to pull and pick pieces of the plant apart, um, which would just degrade the, the effects of the plant and also will leave you with not getting all the benefits and the results that you're looking for because you've now removed things like terpenes that might create uh, a specific effect that that plant can, um, can help you with. So I finally found what was right for me, and that was, um, for my pain, definitely something high CBD, low THC. And I'm going to talk about these things a little bit further on this podcast. We're going to share um, all about these strains, but I feel like it's so important for you guys to have a general knowledge of my background and story and why this is so important. So as a nurse, it's really hard for me to share this with even my colleagues because the stigma is we 
are not to touch this. We're not to use this. It is not for medical purposes. And you are literally the lowest of low, the, the, you know, a street urchin <laughs> because you're, you know, using cannabis to heal yourself. But if somebody says CBD, all of a sudden it's like a magic pill. It's a magic drug. But the thing is that not all CBD is made equally. And we'll talk about that. Um, and some people need THC. Some people need that substance for the symptoms that they're having. And some people benefit from the high that this plant can give. So cannabis was a tool that I used to help me get out of this depression, out of this anxiety, to become more present with my family, to have better sex with my husband. Yes, I said it. Um, but to really be more me. It turned down the noise in my head. It helped me be more focused. It helped me be uh, a better mom. Uh, my patience is there. And I feel like when I was going through all this anxiety and everything was so overwhelming, you know, I was always encouraged to have a glass of wine or two or three or a bottle. Um, but the truth is that as much as I love wine, the repercussions of drinking wine the next day or even afterwards, it's not worth it. You know, I can't be an efficient mom. I can't be present for my family if I'm, uh, you know, drinking wine all night long or, you know, consuming alcohol all day long or taking prescription medication. My entire journey, being able to return to work, being able to be a full person, just being more present and being less anxious and not feeling like everything was drowning me um, has made me able to share this story with you guys has made me more powerful in my cannabis journey because I can share with you guys that this plant does heal. I have a great job. I have a great husband. My family is, you know, we're able to do things together and enjoy life because this plant helped us to find balance and wellness. And, you know, I'm happy to say that this podcast is literally the, the, the birth of this podcast is because of everything that we've experienced as a family and how cannabis has been able to help us.